This podcast uses all of George Carlin's seven dirty words. If you don't know who George Carlin or his seven dirty words are, you're not old enough to listen. Through the power of hedonistic role-playing games, a group of friends unknowingly awakens a slumbering evil. <laughs> Bursting forth from its ancient tomb beneath the floorboards arises the Lich. Welcome to Tales from the Lich. Jake Malone are the true bearer of my heart. The heart of the eternal sun burns within you, Jake. You must protect it and the fire within man for as long as you live. But you will not be alone, for you shall have guardians, a league, a league of the most extraordinary mummies. Arise! In the deep sandy desert was a tall, handsome god. He was kicking it god-style, admiring his bod. When along came a creepy-looking weirdo Russian dude. Tried to steal Ra's heart and was generally rude. So Ra called his friends to stop all of the strife. A league of super mummies sent Rasputin back to the afterlife. It's the mummies! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the mummies! M-U-M-M-I-E-S! League of Extraordinary Mummies M-U-M-M-I-E-S Mummies are a go For Bunyan is the strong man Stay out of his yeah. way Lisa left eyes funky with a killer Yo, attitude no Marlon Brando has a special brand of insanity That only comes with fame and wealth <laughs> And Louis Pasteur is a science dude Sacre bleu It's the Mummies Yeah, yeah, yeah League of Extraordinary Mummies Yeah, yeah it's a mummy. Yeah. All right. Once again, we're back at fabulous condo owned, rented by the LXM. Bills are paid by Raw, of course. You're all hanging out. There's not a lot going on. Lisa has been in her room with Lamarcus Thompson for days. It is disgusting the noises I hear from this room. You're cooking um, mini tacos in the microwave. You're all going to share them and dip them in ranch. Louis, it's just... Louis, it's just a part of... Uh, no, human connection. It's nothing more than... I. If I walk into that room, I see the same thing as I, if I look into this microwave. I just see meat on meat cooking. That's what's so beautiful about it. Meat on meat. Slathered together. Rubbing between the folds. You are disgusting. Maybe, but I love it. And then they'll shove a taco into my mouth all at once. No, no, it's hot. It's really hot. God! It's like really hot. <laughs> the TV pops on with a news alert. The reporter on the on the screen says, um, "It appears some sort of a terrorist organization has has uh, taken over uh, the Mayan ancient Mayan pyramids in South America." Um, near Belize. It's just, it's, it's just disturbing. Um, many are dead. Um, we're not sure what their goals are, but we do have some drone footage of, of, of who's it responsible. Some are saying ISIS, but we're not sure what their goals are. And it zooms in and you see this blurry kind of drone footage of a woman in a, in a lace frilled flower print 
prairie dress, carrying an axe, marching around the top of this Mayan pyramid uh, with legions of followers following her. And she's chanting, and she just seems to be this weird old little house on the prairie woman. Hey, Paul, is that your wife? She's not using an axe right at all. Jake notices something on the footage that maybe not the normal person would see. Wait, do you, do you guys see that? Hanging around this woman's neck is what appears to be the final piece. It's a weird necklace. Of Ra's amulet. Jake, you're a genius. Won't do it. It is the final piece. It's the final piece. You see it. You also take a moment to notice the construction of the Mayan pyramid. It's tiered with steps. Uh, lots of jaguars and, you know, various tribal animals carved into the sides. Adaladles, quetzalcoatls. One of you remarks on this, uh, this I guess, what's called a pyramid. This is not a pyramid. What, what, what is this trash? A pyramid is it's very steep. It has perfect angles. There are no steps on this. What is this shit? Yo, you're such a boring nerd. What I'm saying is that this architecture, it, it does not fit what a pyramid is. Well, it's no log cabin, that's for sure. A pyramid, by mathematical and physics standards, has set parameters for angles, steeps. There are no steps, there is no flat top, this is bullshit. But it's a cultural standard. It's not a mathematical when you're talking about human building. Mathematics is universal. It's We're talking about a structure built by humans for a, a cultural purpose. Well, humans are idiots. Two plus two is four. Ra pops on your big screen TV and he says, You saw that right, League. It's time for you to go back out on the trail and get the final piece of the amulet. It's being held by that woman, that murderous cat, and it's in that pyramid, for better or worse. Right, that is not a pyramid. I'm with you, Louis. They don't make them like they used to. All right, Louis. Right, your your big buddy says it's not a pyramid. Yeah, whatever Ross says. (laughs) Yeah, that is right. Whatever Ross says, he is our boss. Okay. I'm your boss, Marlon. Louis, you just got served. Fucking, you got served, idiot. You come down from the condo, and you see before you a floating, spinning, black glass pyramid covered in glowing runes. It looks almost like a UFO, but it's clearly of Egyptian origin. Um, It's just made of obsidian. Do I see an entrance to this at all? No, it's completely smooth pyramid. What the fuck is this? Slowly spinning. Certainly seems related to you. Probably Raw left this for you. I walk up to it. And I, I, I begin, I like to feel around and see if there's kind of any kind of entrance. As soon as you touch it, a panel opens and a doorway eats inside of it, like falls inside of it slowly, almost hydraulically, and a ramp leads in. Get in, everyone! Looks like I'm flying today! <laughs> everybody's going. Everybody's on the glass pyramid. It begins spinning, spins up into the air. Pink lights are swirling around it. Eyes of Ra are blinking. Zoetrope of, of runes is blinking all around it as it spins of eyes and various hieroglyphics. And you just take off into the sky faster than you've ever gone. <laughs> and through that, it's able to determine Louis Pasteur's intentions and you find yourself floating over the vast rainforest of Central America and you see a a huge Mayan pyramid with bonfires all over it, off in the distance. Ah, we are about the bullshit pyramid. Language, Louie. I don't care, this is trash. This is not a pyramid. How many times do I have to tell you? That's how they describe it in history books now? Yes, bullshit. Yo, it doesn't matter. Let's get this axe-wielding biatch and be out of here door opens and you descend in a beam down to the jungle floor. Hey, oh, 
Why don't you uh, lead the way? You are the biggest. Paul will remove the axe from his back and start hewing through the jungle. Yeah. Just hack your way through the jungle. There's snakes, tarantulas. I step on all of them. Poison dark frogs. I don't touch those. Those are scary. They shoot you, but you don't care. You're a mummy. You're, I mean, you are getting filled with poison frog darts constantly. <laughs> <laughs> the jungle is dark. Can't see the sky for the canopy. It's dense, hot, moist jungle. You feel the mummy rot setting in, literally. Your bandages are very damp. It's not a good environment. Ah, oh, Jakey. Why don't you break out that fan, Jakey? Just start fanning me a little, buddy. Uh, sh- sure, Mr. Brando. Thank you, Jackie. You you make my life so much more tolerable. Marlon Brando pulls from his bandages a, a Pacific Cooler Capri Sun and hands it to Jakey. Here, there you go. Just, here, you, you stay hydrated, my boy. Uh, can, you, can you help me with the straw? I, it's, okay. These are always impossible. It's, well, you know, you have to grow up someday, Jakey, and be able to do this yourself. Marlon Brando punctures the bottom of the Capri Sun with the straw. Fuck! Dude, Ups- that's the way you do it. Upside down. Fuck Here, just, just shotgun it, Jakey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make Jakey Malone. I'm gonna put it into Jakey's mouth and then blow on the top so it shotguns right down into his gut. One day you'll find that useful, Jakey, at a party somewhere. Uh, you continue making your way very slowly through this dense jungle. Um, it's a miserable environment. You begin to hear noises from deep within the jungle. Growls, um, chitterings, bug noises, slithers, hoots, all the jungle noises. What about howls? No howls? No. Oh, no, no howls. Mr. Brando, are we there yet? No, Jackie. We're, we're, we're going to start going covert here, so you got to keep How your eye... How about now? you got to keep your, your voice down, Jake. How about now? Jakey, you got to keep your mouth shut, because we're about to enter enemy territory. I want to be there. As soon as Jakey says this, huge, muscled, glowing green night tiger jumps out from the jungle. His teeth are huge fangs that are rotting with blackness. His eyes are glowing green. Um, His muscles ripple, and he stands before you and roars a mighty roar. (laughs) Jakey pees his pants. Push Jackie behind me and pull off the amethyst blade. Lisa Left Eye Lopez will do her usual and uh, take a defensive stance behind Pablo. Nothing is faster than undead jungle tiger. He roars and leaps mightily as tiger clashes with mummy. Marlon Brando's at first brandishing his sword and, and his paws just come crashing down onto, onto Marlon Brando's shoulders. They both fall to the ground and, and he's on top of Marlon Brando and Marlon Brando's trying to use his sword but unfortunately... Scott rabies! <laughs> I rabies! I know how to cure that. You don't know how to cure it! This is what you're talking but damn it, I live past your I am known for creating the vaccine for rabies. You don't have one. <laughs> As the tiger, you guys are arguing about if whether or not Louis Pasteur really cured rabies. <laughs> uh, the tiger just bites down with these huge saber-like fangs into Louis Pasteur's dusty, dusty neck. I lay my mummy lips right upon its head, and I give it the kiss of a pet. Uh, next was Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando's in the heat and in, in, in the fury. He's going to attempt to slide this blade between this beast's ribs. Your amethyst blade that you got from Caligula's boat uh, manages to bite its way under the front arm of uh, the tiger, and it winces in pain and roars. 
does take a damage, so it's taking two damage now, but it's not enough to deter it from eating you. Ah. Uh, next is Lisa. Le- Lisa Left Eye Lopez, strategic kind of sidesteps, and while the undead tiger is thrashing around, she catches a glimpse of its, uh, just like a domestic cat, its butthole just hanging out while its tail wags, mm. and she sees just the perfect target and just throws the snake dagger as hard as she can. Okay. Dexterity plus weapon. Um, so the snake dagger bites into the back of the leg of the tiger and injects its venom into it, doing one damage and one damage per turn. Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> Paul Bunyan's turn. Paul Bunyan, uh, his axe is already out, and so he turns to uh, swing the axe down on the large tiger, the back of the large tiger's neck, and he says, New mittens! Strength and brawl. Well, I got no successes anyway. Um, Paul Bunyan roars with his forest rage. Tries to bring his axe into the back of this tiger's head, and he, he's just—he's strong, but he's—he's not—doesn't have the most finesse, and he misses, and actually ends up cleaving Marlon Brando's arm off at the shoulder into the damp soil of the jungle. Oh, I'm sorry, friend. Hey, uh, Bunyan, you know, you're a strong dude. <laughs> All the tiger still mauling him. Yeah. Such composure. Um, It is now the tiger's turn. The tiger stares into Marlon Brando's eyes with his jade, jewel-like eyes. They begin to spin and glow. The cat eye, the eye of the tiger, fills your spirit. You are now a slave of the tiger's will, and he gets off of you. Yes. Tiger and Marlon Brando are now standing side by side, and Marlon Brando mounts the tiger, uttering gibberish. <laughs> and uh, the tiger pounces at least a left eye little thing. The tiger jumps at you while Marlon Brando swings the sword at you. Tiger swipes at you and it does a really hot claw mark across the top of your chest, even though you're a gross mummy. You cry out in pain. Ah! Marlon Brando, as the tiger uh, cascades by uh, Lisa Left Iopez, flicks you in the eyeball and says, I'll put a mark on your other eye, you bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to be Louis Pasteur's turn. I do not have any weapons with me except for my fists. I decide to pull out my uh, mummy microscope. I wrap it around some of my mummy bandages and, and swing it around like a giant flail and try and hit this, uh, this undead tiger right in the face. So that would be wits and weapons. The microscope is flailing around the top of Louis Pasteur's head and he lets it, lets it rip right at the tiger's face as it comes down from its landing after jumping at Lisa Left Eye Lopez. The microscope jams into his ribs and uh, detaches from your bandages so there's just a microscope stuck in the side of the tiger and it roars in pain. Green black blood dripping onto the jungle floor. My dome! My equipment! Uh, Marlon Brando, it's your turn. You have to do everything in your power to kill the other mummies. I will stab Lisa Left Eye Lopez. That's just going to be strengthened uh, brawl. For the mother! Which is the uh, mummy cat. This fat, pasty man on top of Tiger, with his jowls quivering, <laughs> swings his amethyst sword at you. Uh, you're just not ready. It slices into your ribs. Um, you feel it cut deep and you take two da- or, I'm sorry, one damage because of your amulet. Brando! What the dilly, yo? I now follow a cat god. 
All right. Um, <laughs> it is your turn, Lopez. Shoot, I'm going to run behind Paul Bunyan. So, uh, yeah, you take your shelter behind Paul Bunyan's leg. His thigh quivers with sh- with armor and shelter. And then this is his turn. But I'm going to be casting words of dead glory again, but only summoning Babe. Babe the blue ox. Rippling blue muscles comes down from the, the canopy of the jungle and uh, scrapes its hooves along the dirt and, and snorts. Babe the Blue Ox charges Marlon Brando's new steed. Actually, intending to lift the tiger off the ground, ends up goring it um, through the chest, right into Marlon Brando's tender rectum. Uh-huh. <laughs> right in the butthole. Yeah. So where, where Lisa missed, Babe the Blue Ox hit. We make a good team! The tiger is writhing and, and, and fighting to get off, push itself off this corner, is biting at itself and at Babe's head. And Babe is just shaking it, breaking its spine. You can hear its bones cracking over and over as this ox just shakes the life out of this tiger. Uh, Marlon Brando has been thrown well clear. You won't take any damage or anything. I just wanted your mummy butt to get poked. No, no, I'm fine. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, The tiger eventually spends all its energy as its final lifeblood drips from its its noble body. And uh, it goes limp uh, atop the horn of Babe the Blue Ox and dies. Um, It's it's green eyes fade into, into slate gray and it passes from this world. Marlon Brando is back in control of himself with no memory of what he... He did previously. Oh, what? Why did uh, Summer Summer Are yep. you done being a total dick, yo? Yeah, are you done? Are you done being a total dick, yo? No. However, I don't think I'm possessed anymore. Paul Bunyan is very satisfied with Babe's performance. Uh, walks over to him and gives him a, a strong slap on the hindquarters. Good job. Now go and rest. Bunyan, can you fashion me a cake, a cape out of this uh, hide here? I feel like it would look really cool. Oh yeah, like Marilyn Monroe. Okay, so you continue making your way through the jungle. It's getting dark. Jakey pissed himself, and he's just terrified. He's shaking. His urine has turned into that white powder on his pants. I'm scared. That was a big kitty that attacked us. And they just did now. Where are the mummies? <laughs> These are the mummies. Jake is filled with hope. He loves you guys. He thinks you are the coolest bunch of fucks. These guys are the mummies. (laughs) These guys are the mummies. It just really got me for some reason. (laughs) The guardian of the jungle path has been defeated, and you find uh, an opening in the cups of trees, and you see a pathway lit by torches up to the Mayan Pyramid. Right. I, uh, as Louis Pasteur, I will start walking towards the entrance. So at, you see some, you see some place where some stairs are leading up, but they're way up there, and all around the bottom is this kind of uh, magical steel. Um, there's runes around it. It's a kind of a pulsing shield um, type thing, blocking access to to the door. It's sealed off. I cannot get through this. It is. It appears to be sealed from something. Yeah, it looks like old magic, old ancient mummy magic is blocking the entrance to this pyramid. I, I don't know, Pastor. I mean, how could this pyramid be blocked by some kind of pyramidic mummy magic? Well, it is clearly uh, it is clearly blocked by Rasputin, you idiot. Mm. Yeah, but it's not a real pyramid. How does his magic work on a not real pyramid? Well, that is true. Come this on. is not a real pyramid. We can break right through. Come on, science guy. I, I start punching this bear because it's bullshit to me. It's bullshit pyramid. Um, it is bullshit. Your fish just bounce off the shield. Thum, thum. This is bullshit. Yo, Frenchie, I don't think this is some science shit. I think this is some, like, 
talk magic. Like some occult shit. What do you know about magic? Psh. A lot more than you. Why don't you dispel this then, huh, magic? If this is real magic, magic does not exist in my brain. Cult plus intelligence, please. Zero success. <laughs> Five. Zero. Lisa left eye Lopez kneels before the pyramid, um, chants some old incantations, draws some runes in the ground, uh, but nothing seems to be working. Get out of the way, Missy. <laughs> it's time to make those buns shake. Yeah. Mm. And Marlon Brando steps up to the plate with his tiger cape swinging in the wind. And he, I stomp the ground and the earth shatters towards the seal. Please roll presence plus occult. Okay, uh, the earth cracks towards the entrance of the pyramid. There's a shaking and a rumbling beneath your feet. Marlon Brando has the ancient mummy earth magic. The seal dissipates. You hear the cries of children as, as, it's, as it vaporizes off into the sky. And uh, there's a doorway into the pyramid with some stairs. Let's go. You guys Paul gonna... Bunyan's entering first. All right, Paul Bunyan goes in first. Kind of want to cast a spell. Wait, yeah, I'm gonna um, pass my palace knows it's Pharaoh. Uh, now that we have a door, try and use my third eye. Lisa Lopez is gonna try and use her third eye to search the building. Her left eye. Her left eye is going to travel through and see if she can find quickest path or even find Lizzie Borden in the pyramid. In okay. the so-called mm. by Louis Pasteur pyramid. Inti- Bullshit pyramid. Intelligence plus occult. You get a vague idea of what the pyramid looks like. You don't know every room or every secret tunnel or anything, mm-hmm. but you know that there are stairs leading up to a to each level has six rooms sequentially put around each floor, and then as it goes up, there's one room less. So six on the first floor, five, four, three, two, one, and uh, with a huge central chamber in each, according to the size of the level, and then a roof area where sacrifices are made. Yo, guys, I think I can see a sacrifice room at the top of this. It looks like where uh, some stupid bitch with an axe would uh, be hanging out. As you make your way up, each floor holds its share of dangers. There are pitfalls, collapsing floors, whirling blades, poison darts from the walls, giant, I mean, just terrifying tarantula men with pants that come out with their arms hanging out and point and try to You go through all these these dangers and perils, and you find yourself. If you had fought any of them, I would have got you sweet loot, but you didn't. So I'll just describe them. At the top of the pyramid, uh, you see a huge blood-stained pit that seems to be a hole in the center of the pyramid that goes all the way down to the bottom of the pyramid and then further into the ground. There's blood-stained splatter all around the rim of it. Bones, offal, all, all the all the worst things you can think of from, from a human body are strewn about this roof. And a blood-stained woman in a prairie dress with a mat of curly brown hair, blood matting it, is uh, cackling um, as she she rubs blood on her face, licks her axe. She seems to have sacrificed all of the followers you saw in the news report. She's hunched over like a gargoyle over this blood pit, just gorging on blood and bone and intestine and then vomiting it into the hole. Uh, she's covered in blood. She's a mummy, like you guys. Sure. Um, but she seems to be possessed by some kind of... I mean, if you were Christian mummies, you would say she was the Antichrist. Um, she emanates this power. This is the mummy Lizzie Borden. And I will call out, Lizzie, it's not too late to turn back. Huh? <laughs> what you say? Who? Who's that there? Who's, who's that over there in my home? It's me, Marlon Brando. I've never heard of you. Well, it's about time you found out. Here's my DVD set. 
I think you would really feel a simpatico with Blanche Dubois so in you... a streetcar called Desire. Mm-hmm. Wait. Streetcar named Desire. Streetcar named Desire. <laughs> so you're going to throw her a copy of Streetcar named Desire? Yes. All right. You uh, throw a disc. Well, though you could throw the whole case. That way it doesn't get scratched. Sure. Uh, over at Lizzie Borden, and it clatters directly into the hole. Um, oh. <laughs> streetcar named Desire rattles down into the bowels of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> and she just looks at you like, there's something wrong with her eyes. Like, she doesn't look like she's here. She looks like she's connected to some other reality. She looks completely insane, like. Her t- she bears her blood-stained teeth and uh, stands up with her axe atop her shoulder. You might feel a simpatico instead with my character from the same film. Um, Lisa Left Eye Lopez shouts from while well, still kind of half cowering behind Paul Bunyan, "You fugly bitch! You better give us that last piece of the amulet, or my boo here, Paul's gonna give you a whole new crack." Amulet, amulet. Stanley. <laughs> Rasputin's amulet? The Lord? The Lord Rasputin? You come from his amulet? You can't have his amulet. I am the countess of this pyramid. I rule all this land now. This is not a pyramid. It is a bullshit pyramid. Maybe you're a bullshit pyramid, mister. That doesn't make sense. I'm not a pyramid. I'm a humanoid person. I am anthropoid. I'm a pyramid. That's right, Miss Lizzie. You certainly do look like a tomb. <laughs> Initiative. Paul Bunyan, you're first. Janky, stay here. And Paul Bunyan will attempt to grab Lizzie Borden by the neck and begin slapping her in the face. Okay. Back and forth to try to knock this knock this presence out of her. Okay. Please roll presence, which you have lots of, and um, brawl. Your mighty, meaty hand is just crashing back and forth over Lizzie Borden's face as she's staring up at you, and she's just laughing at you. She doesn't give a fuck. She cackles maniacally. (laughs) The Lord is with me! The Lord is with me! She doesn't care. Shut your face! Ah, Louis Pasteur begins to invoke the right of the sacred scarab. He, uh... He begins vomiting 600 beetles, just... Yeah. As these beetles begin to swarm and, and surround Lizzie Borden's feet and start biting her as they create this anthropoid figure around her, biting her. Paul Bunyan is weirded out and sets her back down on her feet like he's never not hit something and had it, had it react. These beetles crawl up into Lizzie Borden's skirts and dresses, and she, and she starts laughing again. Uh, blood starts oozing from her eyes. Uh, her teeth are gleaming with the old, old dry blood and the new blood from biting her own tongue and from these scarabs just gnawing away at her, at her, at her, at her rotting skin. She does take two damage. She says, You're weak! You're weak and your science is weak! <laughs> got a point there, <laughs> you shut your face! You do not know nothing, Brando! It's now Lizzie Borden's turn. Beetles are crawling all over her. She's bleeding and laughing. Uh, the amulet is just swinging. I mean, it's just right there. She raises her hands to the sky atop this Mayan pyramid, and the lightning 
crashes into the jungle. You see little fires sparting up everywhere throughout the jungle landscape. And she says, I have been blessed by the blood of the Lord, and now it's time for my avatar to say hello! And, um... From the jungle floor rises this panther god. He's approximately 450 feet tall. 450 feet? He's as big as the pyramid. And he just, his claws come down over the top of the pyramid. You see these feline eyes, bigger than the moon, just eclipse the moon and look at you as these huge mouth, um, this muscled panther god of, of Central America climbs the top of the pyramid, to the top of the pyramid. Let's say he's about half the size of the pyramid. So he climbs up. He's like 300 feet tall. And uh, yeah, he, he can't stand on top of the pyramid. He's just like like kind of crawling on it, you know? So yeah, there's a giant panther god. And uh, Lizzie Borden thinks it's pretty great. She <laughs> thinks that's cool. Brando will run after Lizzie Borden and he will attempt to Captain Kirk suicide kick mm-hmm. her into the pit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's a good call. Attempt to uh, push her spindly little body down into the well of despair. Sure. Uh, athletics plus brawl. One success. One success. Um, you run up to Lizzie Borden, but you're a you're a corpulent man, a corpulent mummy, kind of got a wolf, you know. Uh, so you don't have the greatest ninja kick, flying ninja kicks. You do manage to kick her. She stumbles towards the pit and uh, rolls over and latches onto the edge and she's staring up with her wild eyes and her teeth are gleaming. Her axe rattles down off the walls of the pit down to the bottom and um, you don't deserve that axe. You didn't quite get her in there, but she's hanging on. Left eye, it's you. Left eye, it's up to you. Okay, um, I am going to make a throw with my snake knife to try and get it to grab the amulet and pull it back off of Lizzie's neck. You're going to try and, like, bite the amulet off yeah. and pull it? Okay. You need a dexterity plus weapon. Uh, the knife flies from Lisa Left Eye Lopez's hands, hits Lizzie Borden in the face, and pumps her face full of venom. Bandages fall from there, and she's oozing blood and green ichor. Doesn't affect her. Um, Giant Panther reaches back with his claw and does a full sweep across the top of the pyramid. Unfortunately... The side effect of this sweep is that arm, this huge, muscled, unknowably huge panther arm, swipes across and knocks you all off the pyramid into the jungle. Uh, you all, go, all of us, all of you. You all go flying end over end. Uh, there's mummy dust poofing into the air. There's legs and limbs. You're all dismembered. Uh, you're all flying into the jungle. Uh, you land in the canopy of the trees. Was uh, Jakey Malone down the stairs a little bit? Jakey Malone was hiding, and yeah, he's still in the pyramid. He didn't come up on the roof. So you all uh, you all get knocked off the pyramid. And the panther god roars. The sky shakes. Flocks of tropical birds just go up like clouds out of the canopy at the roar of this god. It's terrifying. Uh, you're all flung, you're separated and hanging from various parts of trees. All this. Um, Jakey's alone. Lizzie Borden begins clawing her way back up out of the pit. It looks like it looks like you failed and been completely defeated. Until you hear the the flaming ro- the flaming of a hot air balloon that looks like a basketball. <laughs> Standing astride, seven foot one in his gondola, having to duck under the flames. 
Wilt Chamberlain, basketball legend himself, floating over this panther god. The panther god looks up and you see fear in his eyes. <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain drops... <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain drops 16 tons of napalm. <laughs> drops napalm onto this panther and it's flesh, it's seared, it's eye, it's giant green eyes are melting into, into this jelly goo. Its, its teeth are falling out as it screams in agony. He falls off the pyramid into the jungle floor and, 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 it, and it begins just melting in and, and the whole forest begins ablaze. Uh, this is Vietnam, this is napalm strikes, uh, the whole jungle's burning. And he says, you're welcome boys. Well, and Wilt waves to you. What up, Marlon? Um, that guy's so cool. <laughs> Paul, Paul Bunyan's head looks up, and then uh, 20 feet to his left, his arm raises up to wave back at Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. In all this chaos, the pyramid completely collapses. Um, the bricks are falling everywhere. Lizzie Borden falls down with it. You know, the, the whole thing crumbles into itself and is set ablaze. Swooping down. Just in time. <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain throws down a rope and little Jakey Malone hangs on and he's pulled off the pyramid just in time before the uh, the thing collapses. Thank you, Wilt! No problem, little man. I'm here for the children. You see, <laughs> I told you this is bullshit pyramid. Fire does not, does not damage regular pyramids like this. It's a bullshit pyramid, Louis. You were right, you hear from atop the hot, the hot air balloon. <laughs> I give so the jungle's on fire, the pyramids collapsed, Lizzie Borden is probably dead, you don't have the amulet, and you need to get it before you burn alive. I start running towards this bullshit pyramid. Okay. What about you guys? Uh I will Paul Bunyan grabs his limb and heads back towards the pyramid. He, yeah. kn- he knows we need to go find that heart. The same. Lisa left eye Lopez um pulls out from hidden in her bandages her bottle of, uh, or half a bottle that's left of the old granddad. Mm. And uh, she doesn't feel like looking for the amulet. She just kind of chills and drinks, uh, starts little, getting drunk. Little gangster bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The fire blazes around you. Um, the trees are falling all around Lisa as she sits and drinks. I mean, you're made of dry bandage and there's fire everywhere. So um, I would like you to roll... Resolve plus stamina, or I'm sorry, stamina plus survival. The trees come crashing down around you. Just like you died in a fiery wreck in your last life, you die in a fiery wreck in the jungles of Belize. Um, the trees collapse all around you. Your flesh is, and, and, and unflesh is burnt to a crisp. Lisa Left Eloquiz uh, has a quick little reminiscence of uh, her past death mm-hmm. uh, right as she starts to... Uh, flame up uh, and gets completely terrified uh, but then she becomes at peace with it because she knows uh, that uh, she has died but come back and mm-hmm. she expects to again mm-hmm. uh, as your soul ascends you, you are greeted by the face of your new god and your new employer Ra he says Lisa I'm so sorry you had to suffer that pain Yo, it's alright big daddy I know you always got my back I do but I don't want to make you do anything you do not wish to do Will you go on one last mission for the League of Extraordinary Mummies? If it gives me one more chance to get to Lamarcus, you know I, I gotta take that chance. Very good. <laughs> um, the rest of you are running. 
or limping or shambling away as the trees fall all around you. Toucans are screaming in agony. Uh, uh, little monkeys are, are chittering away in fear as their home and their habitat and their ecosystem is being burned. As we're running, I'm going to yell to Louie, you, you know, Louie, you really aren't ethnocentric. I don't know what that means. Keep going. <laughs> uh, you make your way to the rubble. Um, there's huge bricks. It, it's not so much. I mean, there's fire there, but it's not like you can't approach it. The, the, ro- the rubble seems to be sunken in where the pit was. Well, we need to climb back up there. Paul Bunyan is going to find his way into that pit. Hey, Paul, why don't you start uh, digging through this stuff and see if we can find this, this, this woman? Paul Bunyan begins palming rocks mm-hmm. and just throwing them away off of, out, of, out of the pit. You're, you're pulling bricks aside. They're huge bricks, you know, 10 feet bricks, you know, like pretty, pretty awesome stuff you're doing. Um, it's making quick work of it. Louis is watching in the back like a scientist. Uh, Marlon Brando's overweight. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, you eventually find your way to uh, the pit. And as soon as you find the opening where, where it went down into the earth, a sharpened axe embeds itself into your forehead. <laughs> you immediately take six damage. Oh my god! And fall back onto your back. Blood spurting. We had a rough day. Um, the momentum from Paul Bunyan with the axe embedded in his head falling backwards flings Lizzie Borden like a, like a cannonball at you motherfuckers. <laughs> and she's just cackling and spinning end over end towards Louis Pasteur. She doesn't have her weapon because it's in his head. Yeah, she's a badass with big old chubby cheeks. She basically cannonballs herself towards you. Um, you have a chance to dodge. You please roll your dexterity plus athletics. She bowls into Louis Pasteur. Uh, you take two damage and are knocked aside, stunned for now. Uh, you won't be in an action this time. She lands. Uh, she lands on her feet and turns to uh, Paul Bunyan's out for for now. Um, he's laying on his back. Turns to Marlon Brando, the last man standing with his final hit point. Points at him with blood dripping from her finger, and her, and her whole arm is both broken and busted. So uh, let's roll initiative for anyone who can act this turn, which is just you. 25. 23. So you get first act against Lizzie Borden, the amulet still dangling from her disgusting neck. Marlon Brando will seem to relax for a moment, and I'll say, You know, Lizzie, one thing that I've always noticed about you crazy people is, and then he's going to act like he's putting the sword behind his back, and then he's going to throw it at her. All right. And he's going to say, Joke's on you. <laughs> John McLean over here. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Dexterity plus weapon. This amethyst sword sings as it spins end over end through the air, sailing. It, it just embeds itself in her chest, and, and you see her deep into Marlon Brando's eyes in this look of betrayal. And she just says, But you were the one I loved. And she falls onto the sword and dies. Yeah, a lot of people love me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Paul Bunyan uh, sits up. Uh, he's a little dazed. A uh, head axe still embedded in his yeah, head. Yeah, you, got, you got a new axe. Louis Pasteur managed to survive that ordeal. He <laughs> crawls out of the uh, muck he was knocked into. The fires are still burning all around you, and you see the, the hot air balloon getting away further and further away. Marlon Brando, you grasp the amulet off of Lizzie Borden's Pretty sizable chest. 
She's got fat tits. Rip it off. Hold it aloft. Ah, not bad. Not bad at all. You have completed Ra's amulet. I mean, the other three pieces are back at the condo, but you did it. You find yourself filled with Ra's blessing and spirit like you've never known before. Uh, Light pours out of the amulet into you. Ra! Ra! Raw yeah. nods wherever he is. Epilogue. Jake, uh, Jake Malone is pulled aboard the gondola by Wilt Chamberlain. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was a close one, huh? Sure was. Thanks. Good thing I came down here to buy drugs, otherwise I wouldn't have seen you guys. My mom says that drugs are super cool. Well, I'm sorry, I meant my medicine. Oh, yeah, um, she likes that too. And the balloon sails away into the sunset. Hey, Ergdrog, what class did you just come from? Pathfinder 102, skills detail. With Professors Caleb and Christian... I remember that class. Hey, listen, whatever the question is, the answer is perception. Those guys have a boner for that skill check. Erdrog not need perception. Erdrog not need to perceive someone to hit them with an axe. Today in gym class. Erdrog, please report to the principal's office. Erdrog to the principal's office. Power attacks, legs, no fair, that extra four damage. My strip mod's better than his. Do you know why you're here, Ergdrug? Ergdrug, you tried to sunder the gym teacher. He walked into my threatened square. He invoked an attack of opportunity. You only invoke an attack of opportunity when you leave a threatened square, Ergdrug. And you can't even sunder a person. You can only sunder objects. Do we have to send you back to Pathfinder 101? What? With professors Caleb and Christian, who teach new and experienced players everything about Pathfinder? Yes, their classes help everyone to be a better player. If you like Pathfinder, you'll love their classes. Now, I want you to go back through 101, Basic Mechanics, and 103, Combat Detailed with Weapons, okay? Are you kidding me? Erdrog loved those classes! Can't wait to take again. Hey, hey, no run actions in the hall! Pathfinder Academy, teaching you everything you need to know about the Pathfinder RPG every Thursday at the Trailblazer Network on iTunes or at our website, tblazer.net. See you in class.